Hey, this is Kevin Makeley. I'm playing the Macho Man Randy Savage on NBC's Young Rock. Check it out, 8 o'clock on Tuesdays, streaming on the Peacock channel. And you are listening to Spoiler Country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to the show today. Well, this is going to be awesome because if you go on Netflix and you watch, if you're like me, you love Westerns. I've been watching a ton of Clint Eastwoods lately. Uh, I just got done watching Hang Em High last week. This guy has an amazing Western on Netflix called Borderlands. Go check it out. It's awesome. And he's on one of the funniest shows on TV right now, the brand new Young Rock, Kevin Makeley. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, what's up, brother? Uh, hey, man, I don't want to, you know, go back, but it's, it's Badland, yeah. uh, Borderland. That's I don't all know I, you know what? I was playing Borderlands last night. <laughs> I, I, Video I, game. I've, I've done it myself. <laughs> Badlands. Badland, singular. Kill me now. Go to Netflix. Check out Badlands. It's really good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank no, you. dude, I'm not, I'm, I'm not kidding. I love Westerns, and I feel like they're not enough of them are being made. And I, and I always scared they're going to go away, you know? And I know that was a labor of love for you. So I, that was awesome to see it. Bro. Yeah. I, I loved shooting that movie. You know, I'm a big Western fan. I've actually, you know, I, I, I own the production company that made that film pop octopus productions. Oh, that's awesome. Company. We've done three Westerns. So oh, what's the other two? I'm, I'm writing it right now. Yeah. Check out any bullet will do. You can watch it on Prime, Tubi, Vudu for free. Well, if you have yeah. Prime, obviously. Right. It's not on Netflix. I mean, you could get it on DVD or whatever. But yeah, Any Bullet Will Do is a fun one. If I'm you gonna... like if you like uh, Jeremiah Johnson, which is oh, what, yeah. what inspired that film, mostly because it takes place in the snow and it's like traversing yeah. through like mountainous, snowy areas, which I love. Like I, I could just watch like The Thing and Jeremiah Johnson all day long because I just love movies <laughs> in the snow like that. Uh, so we shot this movie, Any Bullet Will Do, basically in Montana at the top of a mountain, negative oh, 10 awesome. degrees. It was ridiculously cold and, you know, low budget indie. Yeah. Uh, you know, we took a snow cat up there and some snowmobiles. There was a yurt. You know, we made fires to stay warm. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome, dude. Uh, a good time. So all that production value is there, and that's a fun one. There's another one called A Reckoning. It's a smaller, it's it's our, it's our smallest film, and it's a, it's a female lead, and it's really her journey about you know her husband. Well, I don't give it away, but something that happens to her husband, so she's seeking answers and revenge, and you know, right. so it's kind of a flip flop. I play the bad guy in it. I just kind of did it out of necessity. I was really just kind of producing that one, and then I was like, well, we really need a good bad guy for this. I was like, you know what? I'll jump in. Let me do it. Let me do it. <laughs> I'm going to do this because I'll just do it. I think it's awesome. How did you start your own production company, man? That's yeah, man, just a bunch of like-minded people that came together, came together and like, you know, let's just do it. It's, it's not rocket science, man. It's really just putting one foot in front of the other and doing yeah. it. And yeah, you know, I've been in this business. Yeah, you know, I got my SAG card like 1998. You know, oh, wow. so, you know, I've been doing it for a long time, and I've had you know so many close calls, so many like this is the one, you know, yeah. and and then it, it comes and goes, or you know, you're on hold for this, and then it doesn't pan out, or you know, like it's just so many close calls. I've just been plugging away. You know, it's my career. I've been doing it for a long time. But you're at the mercy of Hollywood. 
Yeah. You know, you really at the mercy. I go in and I audition along one, with, you know, 10. One week you're the right look. The next week you're something's right. Right. Yeah. right. So, it's, you know, and it's it, so you never know. And I was like, well, you know, and somebody had told me, you know, probably 10 years ago. Oh, you know, with YouTube and everything, it's like before streaming was a thing. You need right. to make your own stuff, put it on YouTube. I was like, yeah. oh, that's ridiculous. I'm going to make my own stuff, put it to you. I, I'm, I'm going to be movies, you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, not that I was like, it's ridiculous. But right, right, right. No, I get but, you. you know, it was like, I, it didn't seem attainable. It was like, it's hard enough already to to make it, you know, in, in, in film and get yeah, on TV yeah. and, and get a commercial or get a film. Uh, little make your own thing and then you know again got with some like-minded people's like you know let's do it and and it took off we wound up making three movies and then got approached by sony pictures home entertainment and we got a deal with them they released all three movies and then we just started making more movies and then wound up getting a a good output deal with a company called cinedyme who put out that put out a cinedyme they put out badland and it got a theatrical release. We just climbed the ladder. And now, five movies under my belt, producing-wise, yeah, on the company. And we we got a last year when the pandemic hit, Badland went on Netflix. It became the number three most watched Yeah, movie. I saw that. That is crazy. It blew up. It was a, a like independently financed, independent movie that I starred in and produced, <laughs> shot with my friends, with my, my company. And again, like-minded, great people. I have this new partner, uh, Jennifer Ambrose. She's amazing. My old partner, Sean Nightingale. Yeah. And we, you know, we really stuck together. We, we, we made this film through thick and thin and to have an independent film, like a true independent film, no yeah. studios involved, no nothing, you know, I, from, from conception through delivery, editing, everything, you know, we did everything ourselves and it became number three on Netflix without any like real promotion. It was so organic. It was, it was a highlight. I mean, it was, I was, I was, I was on cloud nine. It was the people spoke and made <laughs> that happen. And it's just great. So because when that, you woke up in the morning and you saw the numbers and you're like, we're fucking number three. It was, it was, well, actually the, the director of photography, this guy, Edon Menon, super talented, the guy that shot the movie, yeah. he was like, it was number four at the time. He sends me a, a text, a screenshot. And it was when the top 10 list was fairly new too. So I didn't even know it existed. Right. And he's like, check this out. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, like, you know? And he was like, we're number four. So I'm like, number four on what? Wait, what? And, you know, and I go, and then there it was. And I'm like, oh my God, we're number four. And then it went to number three. I was like, so it was, it was a Mel Gibson movie, a, a Netflix original, then, you know, then Badland. That's so uh, awesome. my picture. It was just Congratulations on that, man. That is but so it's opened up a million doors. We're taking off. I have so many things in the mix. So we're moving, working on a movie right now, tentatively with Bruce Campbell starring in it. We're yeah. so excited about it. Uh, I, comic so- book adaptations. I've got the IP on a couple of things. Just Things have blown up. And so keep an eye out, Pop Octopus. We're going to do some great things in the next. Oh, yeah, man. You got to let us know because we'll promote the shit out of it. Because that's awesome. Absolutely. I'll give you an exclusive, brother. Yes, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. How'd you guys get Trace Atkins on that movie? Phone calls, man. We we did. Well, what happened is we'll call anybody. Been in this business for a So I know a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so we just started making phone calls. We had a great casting director, Atinika Becker. But we, you know, I have an agent, you know, and I've been through a bunch of agencies and we all, we all kind of know each other. So Synod- so with a Western, yeah, Trace Atkins in, in the independent space, he's gold. He's box office right. gold. And he's a tremendous actor. He's a tremendous man. I right. Mean, like, you know, six, six, he's huge. <laughs> uh, such a good dude. And a country. He's kind of sing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, 
he's good. And country's not really my thing. Uh, yeah. I don't dog him. I think he's a fantastic talent. Uh, the same he's, way. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, uh, he's cool. And he's as humble as it comes. You would never, I mean, he just he showed up. Like, though that, that country singing thing, you know what I mean? Like people know who Trace Atkins is oh, yeah. you're in the country or not. You, right. For sure. And, and you can listen to, three bar or one bar of any Trace Atkins song. And you know, (laughs) when he talks, like your hair goes, he's he's enormous. Uh, And that, that, just that voice, it's just so, yeah, Uh, it's great. But so, yeah, we just got with his agent. We talked to him. He loved the project. Uh, There was a lot of scheduling stuff, but then we got Bruce Dern. So once we got Bruce Dern, I was like, oh, this is a, this is a cool project. And then we got Bruce Dern. And then I put a call out to Mira Sorvino's people uh, I was like, well, we have Bruce Dern attached. And she was like, and she always wanted to work with Bruce Dern. And I was like, this is a great role from your Servino. She's never done a Western. So they pitched to her. She and I had lunch. She liked the project. She watched Any Bullet Will Do. Was like, really like what you're doing. Let's do it. So once we got her and we had Bruce Dern, then we pitched it to Trace. And, you know, we had, our, you know, th- that kind of sealed the deal. Once you start getting more and more people, you yeah. seal the deal. Yeah. Then came Wes Studi and Jeff Fahey, who's also a tremendous Jeff talent. Tony awesome. Todd. I mean, come on, Tony Todd. <laughs> So it just spiraled out of control, and, and dude, that's awesome. Made a great movie. That is a blast doing it. Blast doing it. And now, right now, though, you're on the Young Rock, working with Ooh, yeah. training with the likes of Chavo Guerrero and the man. Chavo yeah, and then all those. I mean, the, they're doing that show right. It looks fantastic, and I know you guys are doing all your own stunts, dude. What's what's it like being Macho Man, living the life? It's, it's a dream come true. You know, a couple of years ago, I, I had the privilege of this is film Zeroville. I'll get yeah. back to the question, but there's this film Zeroville. Uh, I play Steven Spielberg, which is the, about <laughs> as polar opposite as you can get from the macho man. Yeah, I'm playing Steven Spielberg, but I, my, my agent is my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been working together for like 20 years. He knows me. He knows me intimately, not the pers- the persona that I put out there that most people see and think that I'm one thing. I, you know, it's like I said, when we were talking before we started this, yes, I'm a nerd, you know, I'm a comic, yeah. book, I'm a comic book geek, you know, I'm all awesome. about it. I'm a, a Star Wars guy that used to have the ships hanging from my ceiling. And I'm not <laughs> talking about when I was you know, seven. I'm talking about when I was like 22, you know, we had ships hanging in my apartment and my original Millennium Falcon and, you know, and, and, yeah, Darth Vader was behind him, and anyway. your wife's like, "That's coming down." <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that's not happening. Although I do have a, a, a an original. My friend used to be the the archivist for 20th Century Fox. Oh, nice. Photos. So he gave me this awesome. It's C three PO being put together by dudes with like Casio watches and sideburns. Like five guys putting screwing him together. The picture is <laughs> about three feet by four feet from the oh, original awesome. negative from behind the scenes, nineteen seventy seven. Wow! With a letter of authenticity, it's huge. So I'm allowed to hang that up because that's art, brother. Right. <laughs> so right. that's hanging up. But yeah, no more ships. From right. the that's the pop but art. That's the real pop art. <laughs> so what's that? So that's real pop art. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's real pop art. So I, so he, he calls me and he says, I need you to take a picture of yourself looking like Steven Spielberg right now. And I'm like, okay. You know, so I wrote, so I took my favorite aviators. I popped the lenses out. I went into the closet and I found this retro jacket as I could find. My hair was pretty long. I had the beard. Right. Uh, and, I, and I did that. And I have because I'm a nerd, I have an ET doll. So <laughs> I held the ET doll and I had this picture and I sent it. And like two days later, he calls you, you got the role. 
I got the role. And what role? He's like Steven Spielberg. I'm like, I don't even know what it's for. So it's for this movie. And apparently Paul Rudd had the gig and Ant-Man went long. Yeah. He couldn't do it. And, you know, Paul Rudd and I, we have that, you know, I guess a little bit of a same, you know, nose that kind of, <laughs> you know, so I could see Paul Rudd being Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, they didn't know I was muscular. So I wound up starving myself for like two weeks prior to the role. I was going to say, man, you must yeah, have like, like Jack Steven. <laughs> and so I, and I, I got my own wardrobe. I went thrifting to find stuff that fit because I knew yeah. one, because it was all happening so fast. I mean, they went based on my reel and my picture. So they're like, oh, this guy can act. So, you know, let, let's give him the role. So anyway, so I shot with Seth Rogen and James Franco and a bunch of guys. It, it's The movie came out last year. It didn't do that well. It's a fun movie called Zeroville. But anyway, I got to play Steven Spielberg. And to me, I was like, oh, you know, it's my favorite director of all time. I mean, yeah. he, he, Indiana Jones, everything. I mean, come oh, on now, does. Jaws. You know, it's Spielberg. It's Spielberg, right? Yeah, I mean, for, yeah. for geeks, right, like us, you know, that's, you know, Lucas and Spielberg. And, and I'm playing Spielberg. And and in the scene with me is a dude playing Lucas and we got to geek out being Lucas and Spielberg, you know, in this thing. So anyway, so got to do that. And I thought that was great. And a very similar situation happens. Flash forward. It's a story. My brother is my agent. Yeah. So Macho Man is my favorite, favorite wrestler of all time. We were when I was a kid, man. That's who, that's who I mimicked. Right. So oh, awesome. Oh, I got to hear your impression there. Oh, it's, you know, all right, brother. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I was watching man several times for Halloween and uh, I guess this role, this, this role came up. So yeah. my agent texts me and he says, I, same thing. I need you to send me a picture of you being <laughs> macho man for Halloween immediately. Just do it. Just do it. So I didn't ask no questions. I, I learned already I, not to do you know, and I And I send it to him and uh, you know, cause he's my brother. So he knows, right. He yeah, knows yeah. that I could pull off Spielberg because I'm a Spielberg geek and I, you know, and I could, I'll figure it out. And he knows I could pull off uh, macho man because macho man's my guy. Yeah. So I send him this picture and then I get this audition and I, I, you know, I do the, I'm using pieces of my costumes from Halloween. I have five different scenes that I have to put on tape. So each one is a little different level of macho man. And then the last one I'm like full, I got tassels and, you know, it's all homemade costumes. So just pieces of it, you know, the whole time. And I get the gig. And then, you know, so we're freaking out. I get the gig. I'm macho, man. What do we got? And then he calls me and he says, you know, you know, they passed on you because your headshot's very clean cut and they couldn't see it. So I, I knew you were macho, man. So I called you to get the macho man photo. I yeah. sent it to them. They're like, oh, we could see it. Yeah, we'll see his tape. And they, and, and then I got it. And then, so, well, I did, I, so, uh, I'll back up. So, so I put a Vimeo link, I send the tape out and they love it. And I see it goes from three views, four views, five views, six views. Get the call. They love you. Uh, a couple more people have to watch it. So just want to make sure you're available to go to Australia. Of course. Yeah. So eight views, nine views. They call back again. You're in. They're just waiting for approval from DJ, they say. Dwayne Johnson. Right. The right. Rock. DJ. So, so, here I, so that's like on a Wednesday. So you Thursday, know. I'm watching basically real time, watching my Vimeo account, eight views. Thursday, eight views. Friday, eight views. Yeah, Saturday, eight views. Sunday, eight views. Monday, eight views. Monday at 12 o'clock, nine views. Nine views. You know, and then literally I get the call. You got the roll. And like in real time, I saw it go from eight to nine views. You know, Dwayne Johnson just watched my video. And I got the call. I got the role. It was like so surreal. You know, it was amazing. It was amazing. So, uh, and and again, so to to go back to the original question, how is it being yeah. Machman? My favorite guy since I was, you know, I, and I still call it WWE. I have a hard time calling yeah, it. Yeah, I'm the same way. 
Because right. I watched WWF growing up. I'm 40, I'm almost 40, I'll be 47 in August. So that whole WrestleMania, WrestleMania two, three, those, those were huge for me, you know? And my dad took me to Tacoma Dome to watch Hulk Hogan wrestle Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is, this was uh, before they were what, this whole thing. Powers? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Before yeah. that whole thing. And Hogan just, you know, beat him up. I mean, defeated him right away. But I, you know, I got to see him live. And, and it's a memory I'll always... I'll, I'll have for the rest of my life. I love it. They were great. It's, it's amazing, man. They, I, I grew up in Poughkeepsie, New York. Yeah. And Macho Man's debut was at the Civic Center, the Poughkeepsie Civic Center. When he debuted in WWF, he debuted there. So it's like our claim to fame. One of them yeah. in my hometown, which is great. Not, not his whole career, but WWF, you know, right. and, you know, right. that's what propelled him. He was doing the circuit, you know, prior, which is really what's happening in young rock is the circuit prior to WWF. Yeah. Uh, before he got in there, you know, but they, they all did that stuff. So a uh, huge fan. And we, when my mother used to take us, you know, we grew up without a lot of money, but when, whenever my mom scraped together the money, we went to go see them, That's awesome. uh, you know, live. And it was yeah. the cool, I mean, these to me, they were, you know, obviously, you know, huge comic, you know, sci-fi comic book fan. And though, you know, from the page and the screen, Superman back in the day, and you know, you get to see this, but these guys, were real life superheroes. Yeah, they they had right the there. bodies and they had the outfits and they did it for real and they fought and they flew off ropes and they fought in the ring and it was a real thing. It was real life superheroes. And we yeah. didn't know that it was a gimmick back in the right, day. Right. And it was happening right there. And I remember one time I met Macho Man at the at the Duchess Diner in Poughkeepsie. I was a little older. They were it was probably 18, 19, hanging out with my friends later than we should. And they had just been, I didn't actually see the gig that they did that day, but Vince McMahon and, and Macho were at the diner. Yeah. And it was like, hey guys, oh my God. But you know, we met them briefly and it was so cool. And even then, you know, he never dropped You it know, the script. thing is with, with wrestling is it's scripted or whatever, but dude, that stuff is hard, man. And you know, those guys are real athletes doing amazing stuff. And you watch them do all those moves. You're like, I couldn't do any of that. And I know if you go up to that top of that rope, that's got to be what? 12, 15 feet. Bro, from top your head, head to the, to the floor on the right. So you're standing on the apron. Uh, not on yeah. the apron. You're standing on the, on the top rope, right. on the turnbuckle. Behind you is the ground below the ring. So from the top, yeah, I'm six, two. Yeah. I'm standing up, you know, 12 feet above the, the ring, the apron of the ring, you know, you're looking at like 15, 16 feet to the floor, the concrete floor behind you. And then you're jumping you're off doing, that. Get out of here. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It's crazy. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, that was the, by the way, if, I don't know if you saw last night's episode, but I, I throw the elbow off the top row. I did. And uh, yeah. And, and that was all me. Yeah. No stunt doubles. No, no. We already talked about it a little bit, but. Uh, How many times elbow, did you practice yeah, that? Once. Oh, wow. But here's the story. I've, I told it before, but I'll give you the story. Chavo Guerrero Jr., the legend. He <laughs> trained us all. All of us were actors. In the Ro in the Battle Royale, the, the guys that are in the back, the guy plays yeah. Sergeant Slaughter, he's a real wrestler. He's, you know, Wayne the Maniac. He's an Australian wrestler. A lot yeah. of those guys were Australian wrestlers. They filled out the back. But the main cast, you know, the Wild Samoans, Andre the Giant, Iron Sheik, myself, we're all actors. Uh, athletes, you know, uh, Matt Willig, who plays Andre the Giant, used to be, you know, pro That's NFL huge. for 14 years. 6'8". Oh my God. He's huge. He's it's, it's like, and, and we became such good friends. He'll just like come up behind me like, what's up brother. And like do the whole like hand on your neck thing. And it's like, like the fingers go to like your Adam's. Elbow. You know, you're like, I'm like, 
Like, uh, you know, I fancy myself, you know, I'm, you know, I'm 6'2", 230, right? I'm not yeah, a little. You're guy. not small. <laughs> I'm a little small. And, and this guy puts it, and I'm like, hey, yes, sir. You know, like, it's like this, you know, like, I don't know how I feel about your gigantic hands on my neck. <laughs> like, I feel so small and insignificant, but oh uh, just a, a gentle giant, the coolest dude. So Chavo trained us all. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, you know, I'm going to demystify it. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. And I'll tell you what, it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, and it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 we were not and we were doing the give. acting style, right? So yeah. with angles or whatever. And but the, so to go to the the elbow drop, we weren't going to do it. The day I met Chavo, the first day I got out of quarantine because he had to, every everybody had a quarantine in Australia for two weeks. The day I met Chavo, I said, "Hey man, I do all my own stunts. I just did this movie, you know, Badland. I'm riding horses. I'm jumping off things. And I, you know, I do my own stunts." If I could do the flying elbow, it would be a dream come true. And he was like, yeah, yeah not going to happen. Yeah, he was like, you do a flying elbow. Yeah, like Macho Man broke tons of sternums. Like no matter how good you do it, you're hurting people. Right. We're not, NBC's not going to let us do it. Okay, that's a bummer. But just so you know, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, then we're, we're, we're doing the Battle Royale. We're going through everything. And basically I get, well, spoiler alert, I go over the top rope. She, she throws me out. Right. Uh, and that's all part of the gimmick, right? That's yeah. what, what we're doing. I'm not complaining about it, but I'm like, I'm not even, you know, macho man. Oh, is somebody going to, you know, and, uh, you know, I kind of said something. No, I wasn't complaining, but I, I said something and there. Everyone's like, oh, no, we're we're going to come up with something. Don't worry. We're just getting the, the basic gist down and going to have you do something cool. I'm like, OK, so we're shooting Monday. We rehearsed, you know, all week prior. We're shooting Monday. Sunday night, I get a call from Chavo, like 5 p.m. He says, hey, man, you down to do that elbow tomorrow? I'm like, shit. Yeah, I am. Of course I am. Yes, I am. So uh, he's like, all right, cool. We'll We'll go over it tomorrow. So. I get to set early, nothing, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 p.m. We start shooting, nothing. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I guess we, we're, you know, we're not squeezing in. It's, it's fine. So I do my, I do my shtick, my, my little part, whatever that, you know, getting thrown over and all that stuff with, with the chic. It was great. We're having a great time. The crowd, I'm having a good time with the crowd. We're doing, it's great. And then all of a sudden Chav goes, he goes, Hey man, you ready? I'm like, ready for what? He goes, oh, we're going on the top rope. I'm like, going on the top rope. Cameras are rolling. What are we doing? We, obviously, they weren't rolling that second, but we were in the middle of our shoot day, right? Right. In the ring. There's not a practice ring right there. It's in the ring. Extras, you know, 300 people filling the, you know, the first three rows of the stadium, and, <laughs> you know, in a real stadium. And, I, and I'm like, okay, sure. And he was like, man, you're going to look, just look me in the eye. He goes, got this, bro. You know this. You're going to do it. I might never climb up on the top rope. All day I'm jumping on the second rope and getting the crowd going. He goes, we're going to do it once. Head in the middle of the ring, go on the second rope. You know, and obviously I've known that move my entire life. Hands up yeah. in the air. I'm jumping. Yeah. I'm throwing it How many times have you done it off the couch? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> How many times have I broken a bed doing it myself? Off the couch or whatever. I practiced that move my entire life. So we do it once off the second rope. And then he says, you know, let's let's try it off the top. So we just try it off the top, you know, get up there and I do it. You know, I just get up to the top, figure myself up. I go, I fly off. And he goes, okay, cool. How do you feel? I'm like, let's roll this. Let's roll this shit. Let's do it. Do it. So we go and he goes, this is all I got to tell you. He was like, it was perfect. And, and director's like, okay, well, you know, what do you want to do? I'm like, no, roll it. We're going to roll it. Cause I'm going to yeah. crush it right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and we don't it's know. 1987. I'm doing this. <laughs> this, is it, this is it, I'm doing it. This is happening. And I'm going for it. And he goes, the director goes, okay, cool. The only thing I want to say is where you, the camera is your eyeline because I didn't land on a guy. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't, you can't get that. They wanted the eyeline of the guy to be the camera. Right? right. So there's a pad there. I wound up doing 
two different ones. I actually land on a guy in a different shot. So that's the second one. But yeah. the first very one where you're seeing it, me coming down. Right. Uh, so the, the cameras at the a end. Great of, shot. Oh, it was amazing. So the, the, the camera's looking up and Chavo just goes, man, everything's perfect. He goes, this is all I'm going to tell you. Second or left foot goes on the second rope. Right foot goes on the top rope. That's it. Boom, boom. You're up. He yeah. was like, don't stand up until you have your balance. And if you don't feel balanced, go back down, stand back up. Even Randy Savage wouldn't stand up or go unless if he had his balance. Yeah. It doesn't. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I just, yeah. you know, and, and, and he just looked at me, smacked me in the face and was like, you got this, you know, and then, and, then this <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, he, the confidence that he gave out to me yeah. you know, about the, about, and, and it's his reputation online. If I fall off that thing, you right. know, it's on him. Right? right. And he had no hesitations. So we did it. And, and I go, so director says eyeline is the camera, which you never say, unless, you know, you're never looking at the camera, but the eyeline is the camera. So here I go. And the camera's literally almost on the other side of the ring. So here I go. I do my thing. Boom. I throw the elbow. And instinctually, I guess, when you're looking at something that you're going to elbow, you fly to the thing that you're going to elbow. Instead right. of aiming at the middle of the pad, you know, which would have been where the guy was, I was looking at the camera. I flew like an extra five feet. <laughs> and I just launched. And I literally came with like within a millimeter of smashing the camera. Oh, no you could do at that point, right? And I had I to I sell it. I wasn't going to like pull it in. So I was just like... You know, we're not going to hit. I just, you know, I didn't break at all and, right. and landed. And literally everybody came running over because they thought I smashed the camera. I think once I hit the camera guy, like jerked back a little bit just in case. And and anyway, that was it. The crowd erupted. That's I mean, because awesome. they, they saw the whole process. Yeah. The crowd erupted. The director came over, made sure I was okay. And I was like, I want to do it again. Let's do it again. He was like, are you kidding me? He was like, I can't imagine it would be better than that. It was <laughs> unreal. And I was like, done. One take. One take. One time that I did the flying uh, elbow and just call me yeah. one take Kev. <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, man, it was a long winded story, bro. No, that's like, awesome. Was, How do you, <laughs> that's, that's, it's really cool. How do you, Macho Man's voice, his mannerism, how he delivered his lines is so iconic. People, people mimic him, not even realizing they're mimicking him. You know what I mean? Sure. But you're doing it through all that shooting. You get home. How do you turn it off? You don't. Or do you not? You I can still kind of hear it a little bit. <laughs> and, and, and it comes out when I'm starting to talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so this, this is what I found. In, in my in my research, my my decades-long research of the macho man Randy Savage. But I really dug in, obviously, when I had to be him. Yeah. Uh, because the scenes, and you've seen how the, the the show is, it's not him doing promos, it's not, you know unjustifiably you know he's not he's not doing the cream of the crap he's not right. he's not, not having an aneurysm the whole time right he's at a barbecue or he's on the telephone or he's, yeah uh day-to-day -day stuff the day-to-day -day right, -day stuff so <laughs> if i was to do you know like i know the fans want to see it like that but if i was to do that, it's not real right it's not real it wouldn't be nobody nobody talks like that all the time but what i found even from you know chavo uh who knew him and yeah. and people that knew him he never shut it off, right? He never was not the macho man. He always right. was the shtick, dressed the way he did. I mean, he got a little more bikery as we got into the 90s and stuff. Right. But right. he was still always the macho man. You know, ditched the bright colors and just was like black, black and white, you know, you know, leather hats instead of bandanas. Yeah. But always was this guy, always just was this guy. <laughs> you know, it was just this guy, always. So I, I, I had to create something that was real. 
Yeah. I had to do a disservice. I, I, I couldn't do a disservice. I had to, you know, do, do my hero proud. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure on me, uh, but no footage of him not being like this. Yeah. Not so what like I did was I, you know, I had to incorporate, you know, the mannerisms and some of the things, but it, you know, like, so he's always, I always talk about, you know, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm a, a Italian Jew from Long Island originally. Grew up in Poughkeepsie. So, you know, you're talking about talking with your hands. Right, you know? right. You know, I, I talk with my hands. I, I have a big nose and I'm hairy. I have all, I'm all of the stereotypes, right? So, and I, I talk, I mean, the hands are always going nuts. So, and that's what he was. But yeah. I, I did the mannerisms, you know, the pinky is up, you're doing the thing. I give the, give the essence of who he is, but never shut it off. So if he always ran at like an 11, you know, in the promos and in the ring, yeah, I would just turn him down. Yeah. Like just turn him down, turn him up, turn him down, depending on the scene and where I wanted to go with it. That makes sense. So I wanted to give the vibe of who everybody knew he was, but then bring a realism to him, but also be the macho man. So yeah. it wasn't, so kept the voice because that was his voice. It did the whole thing, it kept the mannerisms, but just toned it all down to be a real life person. That's that, that was that was my process to bring the Macho Man to life. I want to make sure that I get the right. Bro, I got time. So if you, <laughs> no, I want to make sure that I get the right times when we mention the the show. I'm going to add this little piece out. I, I just want to make sure that we have it. It's on Peacock. It's you know, it's Tuesday nights. You yeah. know, eight and it reruns too. BC, all that kind of fun stuff. Because yeah, I don't want to say Borderlands. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow, an idiot. Yeah. They're called Small Rock. <laughs> Call it Small Rock. <laughs> oh, that's going to happen. Evan is the macho guy on Small Rock. <laughs> <laughs> what is your, you come home from uh, shooting. Do you ever come home like just, you, you just can't turn it off because, you know, you got, you got the whole thing on, you're, you're being the rock, especially when you're doing the match. When you're doing the Royal Rumble and you're doing everything, you're kind of in that mindset. You come home and the wife is like, Either she likes it or she's like, you got to turn that off. <laughs> well, so, well, two parts of that. And I'm a little long winded, but no, uh, when I booked the role, I had two months before I left to Australia, give or take. Uh, and oh, was, was everything shot in Australia? Everything was shot in Australia. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, that's and, crazy. And, and the family couldn't come. Yeah. Because uh, of restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was hard enough to get in there as it is. Yeah. So they couldn't come. But, uh, you know, I did the audition. I had a lot of fun. I had whatever. Then I booked it and I was like, oh, I booked it. Oh, yeah. You know, like the whole thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, so I'm basically going to be living with a macho man for the next two months. And I'm like, you know it. Yeah. You know, like, and, and so I was even my little daughter. If you go on my Instagram, uh, there's a little, a little bit of my two year old. And she's like, oh, yeah, dig it. And she like does the fingers and everything. Yeah, because she's, she's always doing it. It was funny, too. I pulled out uh, my LJN rubber wrestlers from back in the day. I got oh them my God. the attic uh, and I set them up. You're a one nerd. Yeah, totally. I still have them. I have like 20 of them still. Some are missing hands, you know, because we did, you know, but still my original ones. Yeah. I'm a macho man. And so I set them all up and Macho Man was in the front and my little daughter, you know, she gets up, my, my youngest, and I hear her, I set them up after they went to bed, just on the table, the kitchen table for fun. Yeah. She goes out and I'm still in bed and I just hear, it's daddy, it's daddy. And I come out and she's like holding the <laughs> Macho Man figure and calling it daddy. Oh, like, that's like, hilarious. Hey, it's, it's, it was so cool. So she's, she's fun. So I, I was doing it so much that even my daughter says, oh yeah. 
the two yeah, years, hilarious. which is hilarious. Uh, but anyway, so then we're in Australia. Yeah. And it is. You can't just turn it off. I know, you know, Andre has an accent. So he goes into his French accent. The Sheik has an accent and he, he does his thing. But the Macho Man is not an accent. It's a, it's a, it's a vibe. It's a, yeah. it's a thing, it's a, you know, and you just, I just can't go. It's an attitude. Um, hey man, how are you? It's a, ooh, yeah, you know, authentically, <laughs> I can't and live in that space. So I get up in the morning <laughs> and I start, you know, and if I don't feel the motivation, I'll put on a video. I'll watch the cream of the crop video. If you haven't yeah. seen it for a while, watch that one or some of the promos or, you know, he did so many good appearances on talk shows like Arsenio Hall, and there's yeah. just so much great footage out there of, of him being him. He was great in Spider. I'll watch it, and I'll and I'll and I'll get and I'll get in that mode. But then, so I would get on set, and I, you know, sometimes you have two three hours before you're shooting, and you're on set, but I can't shut it off. Yeah, so I'm talking yeah. to everybody like this and that. So like by day three. The whole I would show up and and I would go past the director, you know, ooh yeah, the director would ooh yeah me and the camera guy, ooh yeah, uh, you know, dig it. Everybody was it was infectious, right? It was infectious, just like between you and I, right? We're yeah, talking, yeah. even yeah, me talking about zone. You can't right. It's it's like it, it's it's infectious, and it just became fun. It just became fun, and everybody was doing it. And then I'm laughing so much, I'm getting red faced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're you know, then we would like and 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 I became like you know Matt Willig and John Tui and and Basitua and and Brett Azar and Nate Jackson all the guys around Chavo Guerrero we all became brothers right we're yeah. all in Australia together away from our families so we all hung out every day together every day if we had a day off we were together if two of us were working two of us were off everybody split. we were always all together sending each other pictures and hanging out and drinking a whiskey at night or whatever just just together constantly and I would go back to whoever oh we're hanging in Chavo's room tonight who's getting the bottle of you know tequila or we're drinking Terramana or whatever we're doing you know hanging out and I would just show up and I would just start talking yeah, it's still talking like that and it's like Kevin you know Shut the fuck up. Like, we're not rolling. I'm like, man, I can't help it. Yeah. You know, like, they're like, is that you or are you? Yeah. You know, and I would just be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And like, they're like, really, man? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you, I'm not a method actor, but, you know, weird chicken wings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's another funny story about Australia. I, I wanted to do the cream. I mentioned cream of the crop a thousand yeah. times. I wanted to spoof it in costume on set. Yeah. And you can't get a creamer in Australia for like you, you ask for a creamer at McDonald's. They give you a cup with this thick cream that you have to spoon out. You can't even, they're very yeah. serious about their coffee over there. So you couldn't right. get a creamer. I couldn't get a creamer. The whole time I was in, in Australia, I couldn't get a creamer. I wanted oh. to balance it on my head. Oh, balance off balance. Doesn't matter. I'm better than you. You know, I want to do the whole thing. Uh, and it's just, been awesome. <laughs> it just it just never happened and so anyway i know if we go back if i'm lucky enough to reprise my role in a yeah. season two or any It'll kind of offshoot i will bring my own creamers and i'm gonna do it in costume <laughs> yeah. let's, do it. Uh, let's get that on camera <laughs> <laughs> it's just good stuff man it's i you know, to I don't even know if I answered your question, brother. I went off on a tangent, but that's how it is. But you actually more than answered it. Uh, cool. But to to elaborate or uh, to continue or anything about the Macho Man to fill those boots to do it to do him justice, it has been the highlight of my career. I mean, I made Badland. I'm a huge Western fan. I love Clint Eastwood. Sylvester yeah. Stallone is my favorite guy on the planet, actor wise. He was the the inspiration for me to get into you know into shape and 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 
all the things that I, who I am, you know, yeah. growing up, he was my father figure, but Randy Macho Man Savage was like my real life guy, idol, and all the cool things that I've done in my career, That's this is a highlight, yeah. whether it's the biggest thing or not. I mean, I started in the number three biggest movie on Netflix for that time. Yeah. And this is the highlight of, I mean, I just, to put on those macho trunks and the sunglasses and go and act <laughs> sunglasses. Them, you know, the whole, you know, and just to do the thing and then have people enjoy it. And yeah. guys like you want to talk to me about yeah. it. I mean, come on, man. It's, it's just a dream awesome. come true. And during this pandemic and people are hurting and, and times are tough and the whole world is whatever to have, to have this, it's not lost on me, man. You know what I mean? It's not lost on me at all to have a little success and a little shining light and to be able to take that in and project it in the world. And if I'm getting people to smile for, uh, you know, 22 minutes here or there, you know, watching the Macho Man or whatever, it's just all of it. it it's a blessing, man. And it's not, none of it is not jaded by it. All. I'm not, it's That's not awesome. lost on me. I'm, I'm super thankful every day, especially during this trying time. So it, it's just a blessing that, that this is happened yeah uh, well, macho man what can i say <laughs> well kevin thank you so much man this has been awesome i'm gonna beg for you to come back soon because i feel like you and i could probably pick any subject and by the time we're done i'm gonna be red-faced again laughing <laughs> like crazy i want to try to get you to spit out your beer or whatever you're drinking and yeah because this was too much. This was a lot more fun than I anticipated because you never know. Right. You know what I mean? You know, you never know what you're going to get when you, when, when people come on and, and I, no, I could, I could have had a, a pipe and an ascot and approach to the role. I've had people come on where they just don't want to talk. And I'm like, why did you come on if you don't want to talk? <laughs> no, man, you, the thing about me and you'll get to know, cause I, I think this, this is great. I, I'll talk to you anytime, man. I'm a talker and I just love to talk and I love to tell love stories it. and, I love filmmaking. I've been a fan my whole life. Like I said, you know, I know you're, we're trying to end this thing, but I, <laughs> I grew up with a single mother and she worked three jobs just to make ends meet for me and my brother. I didn't really have any father figures in my life and we didn't have a lot of good quality families. I mean, we had a great family. My mother's right. amazing. I don't mean that, but uh, she was always working to provide for us. We didn't have a lot right. of money, but on the weekends, it was all about whatever movie was playing, we're going to see it. We, I, I saw it. Every, it didn't matter if it was rated R and it was inappropriate for the, right. my five-year-old self. I mean, we saw Blade That was Runner. your guys' time together. Yeah, that was it. And so yeah. like E.T. and Blade Runner, all the Star Wars, oh, man. everything growing up. I saw everything, you know, Rocky, Rambo, First Blood and Rambo changed my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we have the oh. same, same, well, my I was lucky that my parents stayed together until I was 12 and then they split, but then they split up. But we grew up a quarter mile from a movie theater. So I could walk out five years old. This is the eighties. So I mean, you know, late seventies, early eighties, wasn't a big deal. I could literally six years old, seven years old. I could walk. My mom was okay with me walking there by myself. A little before that, my brother would always walk with me. He's five years older, but we'd walk down. I remember what eight was it? 82 when ET came out. I think it was 82, 82, 83. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 82 down there take place in 82 so yeah we watched et and then that finished and then we walked across the hall the hallway and snuck into uh clash of the titans oh, you know and it was just and we did that over for it clash of the titans was scary back in the day oh man you know, when you're when you're six or 
I yeah. guess man, 10 years old, nine okay. years old, we old you were. Yeah, man, funny story about E.T. We, we went to go see it. And, you know, back in the day, we wait in line forever, right? Yep. The, yep. the blockbuster. Yep. And we got up there. We were always late. You know, so if the, if the show started at you know, 5 o'clock, we, we got there at 4.45. Yep. Even though, when, so we'd be in the back of the line. By the time we got up there, no, yeah, it's my mother, my brother, and I. No three seats together. You know, I'm like, you know, however, oh, seven, eight, eight years old. And so there's no seats, no seats. And I, so I said, well, you know what? I'll sit by myself, mom. I'll do it. I'll sit by myself. I could do this. So I sat by myself. My mother and my brother sat together and I sat by myself between two older, older women, probably like in their early seventies. Wow. And they were there and I sat in the middle. I didn't know them, but they were very cool. I, I want to say they shared their popcorn with me and it was you say, like, oh, this young man is so cute. <laughs> whatever. So then we're watching it and then it's the end of E.T., yeah. And had I been sitting next to my brother, you know, it would have been like that lump in your throat and you're just like trying not to cry. You know, but since I so I'm she's bawling, she's bawling, I'm <laughs> by myself, I'm bawling, right? And I just start bawling. They're handing me tissues. We're all the with these, you know, and I'm like, you know, like so like you know, seven years old and I I'm just year old something strangers. <laughs> just bawling. And because I wasn't with my family. And I just couldn't control it. And I was like, well, my brother's not going to see me. I don't care. So I just started freaking out. And then, you know, then it's over and lights come up and, you know, and here I'm like grabbing tissues from them, trying to cover myself up before I see my brother. <laughs> uh, and, you know, but you can't, you know, the eyes are red and there's just no way to hide it. And I'm like dreading seeing my brother. He's my older brother. He's who's yeah. my agent also, who's going to, you know, just give me shit for the rest of my life. And I look at him, same thing. <laughs> eyes are completely you know because i wasn't next to him he lost it my mom's you know like face is all wet and red and you know just that whole thing but and i'm glad it happened how do you not <laughs> how do you not but i you know if, if we were sitting next to each other i remember we went to see the last thing i think well no we've seen a bunch of things but we went to see big fish together my brother oh, i love that movie it's so good and that's another one of those right it's you know it's not an it's it's a modern classic now but and I remember we're sitting next to each other and still to this day, it's still the same, same kind of thing. Yeah. And we're sitting next to each other and we're just looking at it and we're literally both waiting. The credits roll, credits roll, lights come on and we're both still sitting there because neither one wants to make a move because if you make a move, you're going to break and you know, right. you know, that whole, that one. and we just both like looked over at each other ever so slowly and we just like nodded and we both like got up and walked out without like acknowledging the fact that we were both going to ball at oh my night. god, that's hilarious! So, uh, yeah, that was my it's my big fish story, but <laughs> everybody's got a big fish story. Oh, yeah. dude, I love that movie. I, I remember when I first saw it, I was just like, I just fell in love with it, you know what I mean? It was just like one of those movies that I, I don't know. I mean, you and McGregor, I can just sit and watch him all day long anyway. So, Albert <laughs> Fenny is so good in it, and it's so just good. the stories. I don't know, I, I really connected with it. I because I like, I don't lie. But when I tell stories, I like to tell a story. I like to set up a thing and, and have this thing because it's just, it's more fun. You know what I mean? Then, oh yeah, I went down to the store. Right. You know, that's boring. And I just want to have, you know, I want more memories in my life. And so I just connected with that whole thing of what he was saying. And he was doing it to his kid, which meant more because it was, you know, I just really liked it. I would, I, yeah. <laughs> but also brother, you got to understand when people tell the story, like, 
I just told you my stories. Yeah. And I don't want to say like there wasn't really a lot of embellishment, but right. I embellish the tail of the story. Exactly. I, exactly. I, I'm into it and I'm tell, doing the voices and we're talking yeah, exactly. into it. So the perception of the way you're what you're seeing in your mind might be like how they do you know what I mean? Like you yep. know, the, the, yep. like the way that you're perceiving it might be larger than life because the way I tell the story. So exactly fish was just so that's how so I take good. it. You know, yeah. it's like it's from both sides. It's like you're embellishing a little bit, but that little embellishment makes you enjoy it that much more. The fact that his memories were, you know, there was a two-headed woman, you know, and and and, and a, a giant and all <laughs> the things. It's like, well, kind of. That's how it was. Yeah, yep. the way you imagined it, it wasn't it's, too far. You know, your imagination so, took it to that spot. Yeah, took he, it to that he spot. was just giving you the the description. Was correct. You just took it to a different area. Right. And who wants to hear a boring, boring stuff? I could have said, "Yeah, I went up and I climbed. You know, left foot on the on the second rope, right foot on the top rope. I got to the yep. top. I threw the elbow. It was cool. Yeah. You know, I had yeah. the time of my life. I could have yeah. said that, but no, brother, <laughs> not how we're doing it." <laughs> Kevin, I think we're we're dude. We went over just a little bit. All good, man. Tell your publicist not to kill me. No, no. She, no she, she always tells me, you know, you got to wrap it up because sometimes they're not nice enough to tell you that yeah. time is going. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to talk until someone tells me. Sure. Just, uh, no, I'm the same way. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. It's hard for me to keep track of the time and be like, okay, we got to do this because I want to, I want to keep going. Everybody listening, NBC Tuesday nights, Young Rock, check it out on the Peacock streaming app. You can go, if you haven't seen it yet, go and watch it from the beginning. See Kevin do an amazing job being uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Also, get on Netflix. Check out Badlands. If you look up Borderlands, you're not going to find it. Check out Badlands. It's, <laughs> it, it really is a, a great Western, and Kevin's keeping that, that whole genre alive, which is awesome. Hopefully, we'll see some more out of his production company. And Kevin, thank you so much for coming on, man. This has been more than a treat than you can even possibly know. Uh, I really appreciate it. The pleasure was all mine. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Anybody who is listening, thank you all uh, for the love and the support. And I hope to see you all at some point in my life.